The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba once again. I'm Reba Hass with Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Ostens with Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And we have a guest with us again today. I'm so excited. I want you to say hello, Michael. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Murrow of Michael Murrow Garden Design, someone who I've been reading his fantastic tidbits about uh, landscape design and gardening for years, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Well, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, and we thought it was really fun that there's a two degrees of separation Right, With my buddy over here, Eric. That's right. Yeah, we've Michael and I have spoken before, even probably over the last couple of years. So, so glad to have you here on the show today. Thank you. This is trifecta of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> and to add to that, it's beautiful outside. So, yay! What a wonderful day for this. Are you going to talk about the tweet you just made? Oh well, thanks for giving me that segue for a lead-in on it. <laughs> So, of course, we're on Twitter as usual. I'm at Team Reba, and we've got Eric is my banker. And I am so pleased to announce one of our guests actually has a Twitter handle that I don't have to hassle him about. It's like first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> it is Michael S. Murrow. That's M U R O for the last name. That's correct? right. That's right. I did say that That's correct. That's correct. Right? Okay. All right. Am I pronouncing it correct? Yes, you are. Okay. And you just tweeted. Michael will help you help your garden grow. Too bad he can't do anything about making Eric's hair grow. Thank you or so something. much. I said something about Eric. He's going to help Eric as my banker with his to get his garden to grow. Too bad it won't work for his head. Yeah. Hashtag Eric is bald. Well, thank you so much. That's just awesome. Well, great timing to have a have a gardener in here, uh, landscape designer here. We right in the midst of the the Seattle um, Flower and Garden Show. And we were just talking about that a little bit. So you've been down there. Yes, I have. I was there for the preview night. Yes, yeah. And that's for industry professionals, correct? That was for industry professionals. It was actually the night before the preview. And we got to see the gardens being constructed. That would be pretty fun, actually. It was mm -hmm. very cool. There was dirt on the floor. There were little... Ponds of water, there were people creating the gardens, and it was just really fun to see what goes into that and the equipment, and and there weren't very many people there. Yeah, normally, so that that's a wall-to-wall nice. -wall kind of event. It's, it's extremely popular. Yes. Now, is it actually still going on? I thought it ended no, this weekend. it did. Okay, yeah, that's done. what I it's thought. Because what's coming up next is Seattle Home, home show. show. Seattle Home Show. Yeah. Which is at CenturyLink Field. Correct. And that goes on for a week. So yes. people can, can definitely find that, seattlehomeshow.com. They can find the information and tickets there. But um, anyhow, so I don't want to jump too far ahead on our conversation with Michael just yet because something that we always make sure that we cover every week right. is what's going on with rates. Yes. And last week they were quite stupendous. Yes. Are they still there? We are almost equally stupendous uh, so far again this week. We've had uh, a little bit of a... 
uh, uptick in rates uh, end of last week, but it came right back down again today. So, And what caused that? Um, just um, a, a glut of bond issuance. So corporate um, uh, corporations are selling bonds mm-hmm. on the on the bond market, and sometimes the supply exceeds the demand. And when it happens, you have to kick the rate up just a little bit to compete. So that's uh, basically all that was going on. Nothing. I'm I'm too super visual scary. a person. So yeah. when you start mentioning things like that, I start thinking about old Roman times and the vomitoriums <laughs> they had <laughs> when they ate too much. <laughs> I really wasn't thinking quite along that line. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just uh, imagine strolling through a grocery store, except instead of you know cabbage and you know, beef on the shelves, there's bonds. You know, I'll take that one. No, I'll take that one. And you know, if they, uh, you know, there's too many for sale, they'll they'll have a they'll have a sale on them. They'll lower the price, which raises the yield, and up go the rates. So, uh, but with that said, we're right back where we were. The 30-year fixed rate conforming average. Uh, so far this week, 3.65%. Oh, nice. And uh, a 15-year fixed rate is averaging 2.96%. Wow. And FHA <laughs> loans. Are you ready? FHA, 3.25. Oh, my. So, it went down again? Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, this is First-time buyers, get your booties out oh, there, man. Yeah. The, the last time we saw rates this low was, I believe, when Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. There and was, you had hair. <laughs> I'm sorry that even that was a little bit before my time, Missy. So, oh yeah, that's uh, no. right. You were just bald in the, the womb. The... Sorry, just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's... So it's a good time to lock in those rates if yeah. that's something that you're thinking about. Yeah, do that before he uh, locks me out of the studio. There you go. Fortunately, if I had something to throw, I'd throw it at you right now. Trust me. Keep but, that uh, pen away from him. <laughs> so, you know, and we don't know what to expect here. You know, this is a gift. Um, take advantage of it. Unwrap it. Yeah. You know, if you haven't already, Post take Christmas advantage of good it. good news. Yes, absolutely. And then I always kind of figure this time of year, guess what? You know, a month and a half from now, tax time. You've got you to oh, yeah. pay your tax bills. So yeah. now is a good time Everybody's because ready uh, for that. refi now, you get to skip a couple payments. You know, one or oh, two that's payments. true. So that'll, true, true. that'll kind of make up a little bit of the difference there. Well, now that you mentioned that, I'm just going to uh, just do a reminder for people. If you bought a house last year and you can't find your paperwork, either contact your agent or your escrow company, and they can help get your HUD statement for you or your closing statement so that you can have it for tax time. That's right, because there's a couple numbers on that closing statement that mm-hmm. do not show up on the document you'll get from your bank saying how much yep. interest you paid mm-hmm. because if there's prorations for interest or property taxes you want to take advantage of those absolutely so track that down it's called a hud-1 settlement statement your hud1 mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have a couple little extra deductions sitting on that form yeah and i bring that up uh, go back to your other resources because if you've just moved <laughs> you you don't know where it is, mm-hmm. honestly. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that we always have to keep track of all those records as the real estate agent companies. Right. And then also the escrow companies do as well. And and hopefully they've also mailed one out to you. The good ones usually have a good follow-up for every year to send those out. Well, we're very busy this time of year providing that type of information mm-hmm. as well. And, and you should be able to pull most of that. Uh, well, you can pull your tax documents online, mm-hmm. but the settlement statement maybe not. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, most so of the time one. not. Right, right. Hey, one other quick announcement, too, which is Home Street related. Yeah. And uh, we just um, just announced actually today. Oh, boy, Alberto. Today, not. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, the uh, the the U one Miss Madison Unlimited Hydroplane is now going to be named the Miss Home Street. Yeah, uh, coming up here. So uh, the the uh, the U one uh, actually was the 2015 national champion uh, in unlimited class run the APBA Gold Cup. And so we're super happy to uh, have the home street name on on that hydroplane. Yeah. Did you guys have to go and like arm wrestle Oberto for the right? Yeah, to most, rename? Uh, yeah, most definitely. So I'm sure <laughs> was there, there was smackdown. Yeah, there there was. We we <laughs> uh, throwing pepperoni. We smacked him on the head with a slim jim, and we won the we won the battle. That's right. <laughs> you went so. and got yourself some more organic beef jerky and smacked him around or something. Yeah, they, they, they hit us with tofurkey, and we just got him with an old-fashioned Slim Jim, and you know, we took him out. Oh, so, no, really, uh, we're excited about that. That'll be kind of fun this summer. Yeah. It's been ages since I've been to a hydro race. So Now you uh, have even more reason to go. Yeah, Because your right. company name's on it. There you go. Does that? Okay, can we take your boat out on that? Uh, to the to the log boom? Yeah. Uh, I'm afraid my boat would, would be rather small amongst the boats that show up at the log boom these days. It's not quite the way it used to be back back in the day. Ah. So uh I've never yeah. I've never sorry, back in the day I wasn't there, so I have no mm. idea. Used to be a pretty much a free for all. You know, you could just go out, show up there and, mm-hmm. and, and it uh, was, I remember that. Have yeah. you been to I, it before? Yeah, well I got to be in Stan Sayers pits. For really? Crying. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's like right where all the action. That's happens. the central yeah. central yeah. location. It was fun. Yeah. Is it oh. also incredibly loud down there? It's loud, but people are kind of partying. So yeah, so they don't you know, care at all. Wait, wait, wait. kind works. of. Partying? I was gonna say every party I've ever heard about that has to do with the hydros. It's been off the hook that people tell me. I'm like, okay, yeah. like wow. Oh yeah. No, but I heard that's that, right. that that's changed. Is that? true i think it's much more mellow now yeah than, mellow. than it used to be so. yeah it was really yeah. the thing back then oh absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. it was well, fun 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 yeah well now i don't know home street's gotta you know get some well, people I'm, out there we're i'm, have a good I'm time. all about watching the blue angels you know so yeah you know watching the races and see it seeing those it's just uh, fantastic okay i'll bring great my earplugs great events absolutely <laughs> excellent okay well let's get into Garden Michael design. Michael Miro Garden Design. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So why don't you well, – let's start out with a little bit of history. Tell, okay. tell everybody who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing it. Well, I've been doing it for a long time. I started I'm assuming my, you mean garden design. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a good distinction to make. That's why we start with who yes. you are, what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Michael Miro. And my last name is spelled M-U-R-O because I get called a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I understand with the name Hass. Yes. You're not an avocado. Nope. Um, and the name of my business is Michael Miro Garden Design. And my website is michaelmiro.com. And I well, let's see. Started my business in 2000. Okay. So mm. this is my 16th year Excellent. in business. All right. Well, congrats to you. Thank you. It's always hard to have a small business anyway. I'm a small business owner myself, so totally understand the joys of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Note the sarcasm. <laughs> well, you know, there's days. Yeah. But, you know, when if one more person tells you how fun it is that you get to play in the flowers. Oh, yeah. You want to smack them. Yeah, I can I can relate. But that's not really what we're doing. No. So um, at any rate, 
My designs include anything from little tiny courtyard gardens to I've worked on some estates. Mm -hmm. So the same kind of design principles tend to run throughout. Okay. And we're going to definitely, through this show, talk about some of that because I know we're already getting ready to get close to the end of the first segment. But I want to dive into like what do people look for in good garden design? What kind of principles, you know, do you bring to the table for them to understand? And then how do you work with people? Right. Uh, because this is something that I find with all the different uh, companies that I interact with, with clients and houses, there's tons of questions every single time about, well, how do I go about hiring somebody? How do I do this? But we're going to be talking about that in just a few moments on Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba Remax Metro Eastside. Where every week, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you information on real estate and finance, if we get around to it, and also <laughs> just events that are happening around the Pacific Northwest. This is a live call-in show, so call us if you have questions for us or our guest, Michael Miro from Michael Miro Garden Design. You can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. You can also tweet us at Team Reba or Eric is my banker. Finally there got that go. Twitter handle. I well, got it and down. If, yeah. And if you want to follow up with Michael Murrow later, also on Twitter, he's at right. Michael S. Murrow. Michael S. Murrow or yes. MichaelMurrow.com, right? Correct. That's correct. Excellent. Okay, so Michael, um, now I'm like, uh, I'm a banker. I'm Norwegian. I don't know a uh, for being them from a Catani Aster. So, you know, so someone tell us, I, I let's say I, I need some help. You know, I, I, my yard's a, a nightmare. You I, need I some got help. the, I got the beauty bark out there. I got the, you know, the, the, uh, Oh, I don't know. I don't even know the names of the stuff, but let's say it's falling down. Um, I want to hire you. Tell us how you work. What's how, how does that process work? Well, typically, you know, we start out in a consultative capacity and that gives you an opportunity to really vent and <laughs> you know tell me everything that's happening what you like what you don't like and then we also will <clears throat> pardon me talk about um what kind of options you know this is broad brushstroke at this point sure then we start looking at some in a conceptual way what options or solutions might be for whatever factors that we come up with okay. during the consultation, which is really um, some brainstorming. Or if you already have a garden or you even like gardening and know what you're doing, but you're missing out well, and you feel like you don't have all the design expertise you need. That's that's another way of approaching it. And then, of course, there's troubleshooting. We have a specific issue. How do we solve it? Okay, so what, 
What are some examples? Uh, like, yeah. uh, are, are you talking about like I, I'm looking at my yard and I, I have a, a lawn and I have nothing and I just can't visualize where, where to even start? Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of like a starting point. Or, or I have things that keep dying or right. I want a little maintenance or are, are all these kind of issues that, that come into play? Absolutely. Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, what tends to be the, the most common thing that people call you for? Well, to be really honest with you, a lot of people just are dissatisfied with their garden. And they, do they, they have see, they identified why? Well, a lot of times that's what we need to define. Okay. Because I'll tell you, sometimes people don't know what it is about their house they don't exactly like. That's exactly right. So and we have I'll, to go work it out. And a lot of times people, they see a nice garden, they know it looks good. Mm-hmm. They don't have it, and they want it. Got it. They don't know how to do it themselves. Garden envy. Maybe they don't even – yeah, a lot of people also don't have the time or the desire to do it. Mm-hmm. So um, the first thing that I – you know, again, each project's different, but the first thing I recommend is doing some brainstorming. I have a questionnaire on my website – uh, that you can fill out. And that gives me background information on what's working, what's not working, what some goals might be. Um, so I'm sure that's a list that you've cultivated, no pun intended, <laughs> over time because of the same questions coming up over and over again. There's some practical things we need to know if we're going to work on a job site. And then, yes, there a lot of people want low maintenance, mm-hmm. but that does not have to be boring. Right. And uh, more and more people, and I've always been an advocate of this, are wanting to do away with their lawns. Yes. Oh, sure. Yay. Yeah. I'm yeah. so into that myself. I hate lawn. I can't stand lawn. <laughs> My last house, I got rid of all of it almost entirely except for a strip where the dogs could go do their business. Sure. Because I don't – I hate mowing. I hate it, and I had a really, really tiny yard. I didn't want to have all the equipment to have to maintain that. And I would rather have uh, organic vegetables or flowers where I can do cut flowers or something pretty to look at that also enhances the exterior of my home and improves its curb appeal. You know, all of exactly. it. And, like, I, and part of that was I grew up in the Midwest on a three-quarter acre lot that we had to mow every freaking week in 100-degree weather in summer. <laughs> Hated it. Hate, hate, hate it. <laughs> Well, and as people are wanting to use less water, mm-hmm. um, yeah, drought. I don't like looking at difference. a brown lawn all summer. Yeah, you know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, My mother calls that Seattle politically correct lawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. mm-hmm. you know, we all need to be thinking more about ecology and our landscaping. Mm-hmm. And well, last summer was a perfect example. It sure was. I mean, that was one of the roughest summers. It was so dry. It was, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's lawns in my neighborhood that haven't, I mean, that was the thing. My mom would joke about the politically correct brown, but, and usually it comes back, Yes, right? And and usually it comes back, but I've got tons of neighbors that have patchy bald spots. I'm going to not tease you. And then some of them, their lawn just didn't come back, period. Right. And I'm like walking by every day with my dog going, man, that looks terrible. Well, and I, I, I will confess that I sort of use that as an excuse to neglect the lawn all last summer mm-hmm. too. Like ah, I'm, I'm going to get chastised for watering it, so we'll just let it die. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's yeah. not – that's the misperception. It's not dead. 
It's I know, dormant. I know. Yeah. Well, That's what drives me because crazy. It, yeah, Yours almost always comes back. I don't back know about mine. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, if you really take care of a lawn properly, mm. it's a considerable amount of work. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. Steppable ground covers <clears throat> in low traffic areas um, are great alternatives. So, what kind of things would those be? Think, well, <clears throat> pardon me. Today, we just finished installing a job in Fremont. Entire garden. Well, there really wasn't a garden. All <clears throat> lawn and grass. It's all gone now. So no mm-hmm. more mowing. Right. No more paying for mowers to come. Mm-hmm. And the parking strip was all grass. And it is. we planted it all with uh, woolly thyme. Oh, yeah. And that very, smells great when you step great. on it. And it's one of the steppable ground covers that is just the toughest. Mm-hmm. And it actually needs almost no water in Seattle once it's established. So it's one of the very easiest. Yeah. And it ends up having a, a pretty little flower also, doesn't it? Woolly time does get a flower. There are some other creeping times that have more flowers, like mother of time, for instance. But There's no father time. Not just mother of time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You we know, there might stop. be. We don't want creeping fathers <laughs> we just, either. Yeah, yeah, we don't want creepy uncle time. No, it's... We, maybe we just don't know about it yet. Yeah, oh, yeah. It could be. It might be from another land. It, it could but, be. Okay. So, all right. So you mentioned, though, in the first segment, every time you go into one of these things, though, it's, it's you know, yeah, you got to start figuring things out, but there's all these design principles that, that start getting applied to almost any kind of project, mm-hmm. right? No matter what you're doing. So explain some of those things to us. Well, one of the things that, um, and I, I can't emphasize enough that every job is different, but one of the things I like to, well, we have utilitarian mm-hmm. or practical needs. Okay. You know, how are we going to use this space? Right. Do we want to be in it? Do we want a patio? Do we want to entertain? Mm-hmm. What What are the ingredients uh, that we are looking for? And then, of course, aesthetics. And there's always a number of options. There's different mm-hmm. styles. Some of it depends on the home, client's personal preferences, or maybe the style of, of garden will dictate that look. But then I, those things are important to consider. But if it, I like to reach just one step beyond that and really, because this is a lot of us, it's about how we feel. So mm-hmm. how do you want people to feel in a space? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, because you can you can have it be forbidding, you can have it be inviting, you can have it be a hey sit here and relax, exactly, or it Formal, could be a pass through, right? Or you know we're seeing a lot now very modern, clean lines, and it's really about the architecture. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, you know when we're looking at residential, we also have opportunities to do more than one style, depending mm-hmm. on how the spaces are going to be used. Right. But a lot of people want somewhere pleasant that they can sit and mm-hmm. relax, especially with how busy everybody is now and how many oh, yeah. hours. Every... 
is buddies working now. So oh yeah. So l- let me throw this at you then, because a lot of the clients that I work with. Yeah, they're all busy. In fact, the the home purchasing process is a, a challenge at times because they're working long hours, which means, of course, I get to work even longer hours because I work a, a normal day, but then I have to do nights and weekends most of the time. So I'm just working all the time. So I get where they're coming from. But when they do get home and they get that opportunity to relax, a lot of them want that like outdoor living space. That has become absolutely the big big, big thing that I've seen more and more of outdoor living, whether it's covered or uncovered or a combination thereof. Are, are you seeing the same thing in your Absolutely. client requests? Absolutely. Okay. And, you know, people want somewhere they can go, you know, as mm-hmm. soon as they get home or on the weekends that, and, and then that, that's a special spot because, uh, what do you mean by somewhere they can go? Do you mean like a, a outbuilding that's a separate it can be very simple, you know. Even just a small patio with some chairs that's got plantings around it that provide some shelter and human scale. Okay. You know, so it can be intimate, or it could be larger. It could be something that just looks good, because maybe there you have a deck, or you're mostly viewing it from inside. Mm-hmm. So it can be a lot of different things, but typically. A space that people can be in that's accessible, close to the Mm -hmm. house, has some sort of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different ways that we can provide that. Okay. Well, excellent. And uh, now, how how much of your, I know you're doing mostly garden design, but how are you incorporating building structures and things like that into your design, of course? Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in this day and age, there's so many interesting things that we can do, even with a basic fence. Okay. But well, why don't, why don't we cover that in the next segment? Because we're going to have to go to break here. Right. But let's get into some of the uh, how you sh- get it into your hardscaping on Open House with Team Reba. We'll be right back. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. It actually looks good, works. Hi, this is Reba Haas with Team Reba, Remax Metro Realty. Hey, that's Eric Austin's here, Home Street Bank, Home Mortgage. <laughs> Sorry, we were in the middle of our break discussion. An and we engaging <laughs> conversation about how I guess to, we got caught up in discussion. But to kill uh, a certain plant that uh, yes. nobody likes around here. Yes, but, English uh, ivy. Oh. That's on the noxious weed list. Oh, I, it is noxious. Is yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's, on the, that's on the list. And uh, just a reminder the listeners, if you just uh, have tuned in, we've got Michael Murrow from Michael Murrow Garden Design with us today, talking about design in the yard and landscaping. Uh, but besides uh, English Ivy, I know we're off on a little tangent about that. <laughs> there was what's the other one? There's a um, there's another flowering vine, Scotch broom. Oh, flowering vine. Um, yeah, Scotch uh, broom is also horrible. Honeysuckle, yes. You know what's so? F- no, wait, not honeysuckle. No, honeysuckle, no, 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 not honeysuckle. No, 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 no. It's a different one. It's um, because in the Midwest, this is a plant that's really hard to grow because it gets so hot, it hmm. just fries. And it's funny because I'll see seeds here at like a Home Depot or Lowe's or oh, something no. like that, and I'm just amazed oh. that they can have what is on a Washington State noxious weed list right. <laughs> actually sitting on a retail shelf. Yeah. I'm like, wait, didn't somebody check this? Like that shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, get rid of that. Right. 
Because there's it's it's one of those that uh, I'll I'll think of it while we're here doing the show, but it's one that I've had in other yards, and it just takes over and kind of starts choking out other. Are you talking, you're not talking about blackberries, are you? No. Oh my gosh. No. 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 Okay. No. No. Those things are hideous. But um, I mean, they're tasty, but horrible. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. Do taste good. No. This yeah. is a. It's a flowering. It, it has almost like a trumpet-shaped flower. Oh, morning glory. Yes, morning glory. That's, that's it. it. Oh, morning glory. Oh, that is the worst. I yeah, yeah. See, if I talk to somebody in the Midwest and they're like, "Oh, I just love morning glory," I'm like, "We hate that." You just have I to live. keep choking it out. I think. And it's, it, it's, yeah. it's if for some reason in Seattle, it's located a lot in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the project I was talking about earlier, we mm-hmm. had a morning glory issue. Yeah. So it's so hard to. It's kill. always ongoing. Yeah. You just have to keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. It's downright scary, yeah. you know, when you can see it growing, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, well, a couple months coming up, it'll be in its that fast That stuff growing. grows yes. about a, f- it seems like a foot a day I think it grows it so fast. I yeah. Think during, it's during like bamboo. It's yeah. prime time, which is coming up. Stay yeah. on top of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm a big, um, I should point out that I am a big fan of organic gardening as much as possible. I don't like using any kind of pesticides. You know, we're always, and I've been doing that for 20 years. You're all about so, your beneficial nematodes. Yes, I am. Yeah, Actually, I am. I go buy ladybugs. Yeah. So you're that, ahead, yeah. ahead. You were ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. now everybody's thinking about Yeah, it. when rain gardens first came out, I was all over it. I I had had a, not had rain a, gardens, but the rain barrels. Oh, and yeah. Then oh, doing, yeah. doing rain gardens, though, to deal with runoff. I mean, I've just always been fascinated by that stuff. I and, bought a and bag they of, really work, and mm-hmm. you can do... A lot of interesting landscaping. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah. I bought a bag of praying mantises to kind of help with uh, pest control, but they accidentally hatched in my house, so that one didn't. <laughs> that one didn't end well. <laughs> well, for at least half of them. <laughs> yeah, and those get pretty big. They do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're frightening. They no, the world did that. it hatch in they your scared house? Scared the cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, the let's just say one of my kids might have left the bag open, and we went away for a weekend. Oh and, no. Uh, Came back to a kitchen full of the little devils. They were everywhere. Yeah, that was fun. That would have been very interesting to watch. Okay, I would it's have like loved to Jurassic see that. Park in my yeah. kitchen. Yeah, practically surrealistic. Yeah, that would have been kind of fun. Did you did you fry up a few like crickets? They were delicious. No, 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 no. We just let them go. We set them free as fast as we could. Okay, so you didn't dip them in chocolate or no, anything? no. nothing like okay. that. Although. Although on some you know, TV shows, that might be a delicacy, I'm sure. I, yeah. But anyway, all right, we're really getting off topic here. Okay, so we were talking about design principles, and then we started actually getting into the idea of how you uh, incorporate hardscape mm-hmm. with the landscape, right? Whether it's buildings, rock, water features. Right. What, t- tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, first when you're talking about hardscaping, some of the, of the choices, you know, there's natural stone that's been around forever. There's many, many different kinds of man-made tiles and stones and pavers. So we're going to be thinking about how's the space going to be used, and so what's appropriate mm-hmm. there. If you're going to sit furniture, probably don't want mm-hmm. natural stone because you can get gaps. Uh, so some of those practical things, but also... Are you thinking for, like, wobbliness of the furniture right. on, on that? Okay. You have to be careful. Okay. If the, Feet aren't big enough on the bottom of the furniture. Yeah. They can go right into one of Cracks. those. Cracks. Yeah, and so you have to yeah. pay a little bit more attention than a right. lot of people want to. Right. I mean, it can be done. It does yeah. work, especially if you're mortaring. But it's just one of those little 
daily annoyances mm-hmm. that you can completely avoid if you just think ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, and that's where someone having your kind of experience really comes into it. Because I know I, I'm i pretty good at being able to visualize a space. And I had one contractor that worked on a house of mine in Seattle that he was surprised because I actually drew out my wraparound deck design with a, a split staircase and how I wanted raised beds and stuff to be in a paver stone. And he was like, oh, well, this is totally going to change by the time we get done. And I went, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and sure enough, it looked almost exactly like my drawing when he was done. But I know that's not the case for everyone else. I, I just seem to have like a vision. But it's also because I've done this kind of stuff for myself for a long time, too, that I was like, I know exactly what I want. But when You're someone's hired. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, here's, here's a little tidbit you don't know about me. When I left the tech industry, I started three companies. I started Team Reba. I started the Barking Babe Landscape Company, and well, then I also did sa- I also did sales consulting. <laughs> so for a brief period of time, I actually did do some landscape design work, and it was partly because I just had all this real world experience that I started applying, uh, and you know, friends of mine were hiring me and stuff, and it was because I could envision it and figure out the materials needed and, and the plants, but they had no clue, right? And so you know, but. But I have my house and I have some ideas around my house, but I would probably want to hire someone like you because at this point, I just, one, I don't have time and I know materials and methods have changed quite a bit even. They have. And, you know, I should back up just a little bit and say, you know, before we start making these finished decisions, we really want a comprehensive plan. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even yeah. if we're designing a portion of your garden, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that the overall plan for the whole property is has there's all going to there's it's cohesive. continuity all yeah. the way through. Yeah. So even if we're focusing on focusing on just a patio, mm-hmm. what are the surrounding areas going to be like if we're going to stage it or not do it all at one mm-hmm. time? Right. Some people, you know, have a budget that they need to phase in over time. Right. So. We're going to look at the big picture, the whole lot, and then you had asked about hardscaping. Mm-hmm. Lots of options. Again, I'll mention some of them. It's going to depend on how we're using the space. Right. Um, another thing that people just love, and it, it a water feature, and it does not it it can be very very simple or very right. elaborate. Um, do they last well, though? Well, what do you mean? Well, I just, you know, I sell a lot of houses, and there's a lot of pumps that go bad. Right. <laughs> well, ponds. they do. You're talking about, you're looking right at me. Yeah, I have a... Oh, I forgot you have a pond. Yeah, I got a pond. <laughs> oh, so if you have an actual I wasn't talking about pond. your place. I was oh. thinking about a house in Redmond oh, I okay. sold last year. <laughs> so, well, if, you're, if you have a little uh, small portable... Uh, water feature that is recirculating. You just plug it in. There's some decent ones out there. Mm-hmm. It, they're just easy. They look good. Well, some of them look good. I have trouble finding ones I like. But they're not terribly expensive. Okay. And so, you know, in a few years, you may want something different anyway. Right. When it comes to an actual plumbed refilling um, pond, 
There is maintenance. Yeah. Sure. But like people I know that have koi, yeah. they usually have very elaborate systems for – in fact, one of my friends uh, at a house they used to own – it had what looked like a stream coming down right. on the property, and then it would go in. And they, uh, every like twice a year, they had to do some big maintenance project on it. And I always thought, I don't want one of those. Right. <laughs> well, but my husband to... used to have koi, and he loved that kind of thing. So he wants one again, and I'm like, okay, you get to work on it. <laughs> well, and if they're constructed well from the beginning. They don't have to be that much maintenance. Okay. Well, that's good I, to know. They need to be cleaned out. But, it, you know, if you've got a good pump, if you have it installed by someone that knows what they're doing and all mm-hmm. the components work, um, you know, you could be fine for a long time. Okay. As long as there's a few things like that, few maintenance things that you should do every year. Like what? But it is a commitment. Okay. Well, you you know, you're going to – you want to make sure – basic thing that you clean it out so that you're not getting a lot of residue and leaves and muck in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just your yearly maintenance on the pump itself. You know, these are just really basic things. But if you get a program down and you stay on top of it, it doesn't have to be a lot of work. So that's where your smartphone comes in happy handy to handy. send you reminders exactly. <laughs> of – Time time to get the muck out. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, you know, landscaping around it. It's just Mm -hmm. wonderful, all the different kinds of things you can do. Okay. Well, so I want to make sure when we get into the final segment, we talk a little bit about things such as curb appeal. Because we're going into the main selling season right now. I'm starting to see a little bit of an uptick in new listings coming on. Not not as much as we'd like to see because our market is still really, really tight with inventory. But um, one of the things that comes up quite a bit in photographs and then just as people approach a house is how does it look from the street? How, when you approach this property, are you immediately feeling like you're invited into it? And so I, I want to get some tips for the listeners sure. on how soon they should some. be working on that. And then um, I think also about when they invest money into that, what might be the potential of return on it, right? And where do you get your bang for the buck? Right, exactly, exactly. What are the best things to go after? I've thought about it a lot. I've worked on what I would call staging to some Mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. Or, you know, we could Oh, we totally staged the the landscaping, yeah. But, you know, it all gets back down. Well, it depends on the situation. But usually, curb appeal, the first thing you see when you drive up, no matter how great the house is, is important. Mm -hmm. Because it sets the stage. Yeah, we always say going house hunting is like dating. First yeah. impressions are absolutely everything. That's critical. Right. Yes. Yeah. But they're better than dates because you can drive off and just. <laughs> there <laughs> <That's> you go. <laughs> well, don't drive off. Stay with us. <laughs> we'll have more with Michael Murrow, landscape design, when we come back here on KKOL Business Radio 1300. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866 712 1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba, REMAX Metro Eastside. 
and we're here with Michael Murrow, Michael Murrow Landscape Design. So Garden happy design. to have you. Garden, Garden design, design, excuse me. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Glad to have you here. So uh, we were talking over the break, and, and really, you know, we're talking about curb appeal. Yeah. And how important that is, you know, you're driving up to a house. So if I'm thinking about... To not about, have people drive off. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So what are some what are some ideas? You know, you want to sell your home. We want to make it look as attractive as possible and not scare anyone away. Well, and in a lot of cases, we just want to do justice to the home. Sure. Right. You know, because when you get up there, it's probably mm-hmm. fabulous. Yeah. But if it... And the street is your first impression. It's that also that psychological light that goes off of your first impression. So important that it looks good. And a lot of times, um, one thing we're dealing with is retaining walls or rockeries. Uh, some are in good shape. Some aren't. So sometimes we want to look at an important part is drawing the eye away of certain things. And one of the ways we can do that is by creating a focus mm-hmm. somewhere else. But having it be clean, tidy, well-planted. Raked, edged. <laughs> it's, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and do it ahead of time. Right. Because we mentioned you, this on our re- prior show that I looked at a, a fairly expensive home online. Because I look at literally hundreds of homes every day. And someone didn't even bother to get all the leaves that had fallen yeah. off before the professional photographer came. And I thought, this is a $900,000 house. Right. What in the world? You know, and this is going to determine whether or not people come to the property and want the property to look good when they get there, too. Exactly. And if you've got the time, it's really nice to at least give it enough time to settle in. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't still see the stripes where the sod's been laid out. Right. <clears throat> Because I, I always see that and I think, oh, well, they just did this. They just slapped yeah. it down. Midnight yeah. last night. Well, right. that's, usually, that's usually a flipper, though, that you see sure. some of that. But same thing even with like mulch. I've had people be like, oh, we'll go get a bunch of compost. And I'm like, oh, be careful because that smells like poo when it first goes down. A the last thing you want is having people walk up to your house going, what's that? Exactly. <laughs> is that a broken sewer line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> we had that conversation about your house. You were going to put down stuff, and I was like, uh, like just no, make sure it's not it. when all the gnats and flies right. will be flying Well, I'm a around. big fan of Cedar Grove you know, yeah, compost. Yeah, me too. But you're right. It has to age like a fine wine. Got to let that, gotta let that sit <laughs> out there for a little so. bit. A week or so, yes. The neighbors might not love you either, but – yeah. That's but it's got to happen. Thing. It's got to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, but what would be like good focal points? Like some of the things that we do, if, if everything else is generally tidy and maybe it's this time of year that like right now we're just starting to see some blooming, yep. but containers. Absolutely. I mean, they, well, one of the things I think about is, okay, so we have curb appeal and then we've got the journey to the yeah. front door mm-hmm. and we've been using them for a long time. For good reason, container gardens can have their portable. Mm-hmm. They offer color. Yeah, you can really dress them up, and they'll steal the show. Mm-hmm. So, and so, not only are they a, a, an attractive, enhancing feature, they can also be a great way to 
funnel the view mm-hmm. some or even yeah. away from something you don't want to see. Yeah. I, one of the things that we've recommended in the past is if someone has a, a painted door mm-hmm. and they need – if they can do a fresh coat of paint on that, like say it's a, a, a bright blue or something like that, then get either container pots that might be a color that's similar to that and then an opposing color to really pop. Yeah. That and, and that really just draws that attention to the front and to that section of it because, you know, maybe that corner isn't so fab. But if you can keep their focus on where they're headed to, then that really seems to make a difference. I mean, is that kind of the things you help direct people on? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Because we do everything from really staging homes to uh, believe it or not, I have we've done new landscapes for homes that are going on the market. Mm-hmm. These are high end homes. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you want to get top dollar, those yep. things become ma- more important. Oh, absolutely. And I think you re- get your value back there, particularly because if I, well, if you have a million dollar house and you put in just a small amount of upgrades for the landscapes you can that could you could potentially see double that in value of equity Mm -hmm. because it makes such a big difference and this is especially when you have something that's a detractor you know something that's been let go or, or is unattractive you're better off just to have clean lines cleaned up in a lot of cases than crummy looking plants. Okay, so when you say clean lines, I start envisioning uh, maybe grasses, flax, things of that nature, not necessarily, you know, shaved boxwoods um, or something like that. But, you know, because there's a lot of old housing around here that you see all that. And boxwood does work for some of those. Yeah, it it might be the right thing, but not always. But like I'll see um, older homes that haven't had a freshening up of the garden will have the overgrown evergreen shrubs that you know the ones that were put in the 50s that now are you know like a big mound looking like an old dinosaur out in the front yard and they They smell smell bad bad. yeah they're they're terrible one foot away from the foundation oh Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i mean there's all those kinds of things like if someone's pulling something like that out what would you maybe recommend that's fresh and new that they could put in today well for instance i'll just use an example of something i'm working on a home that's being prepared for sale on either side of the front stairs up to this great Mm -hmm. craftsman porch, there's two random plants. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them are terribly attractive. And what I would like to see happen there is to put, just create some symmetry with two Mm -hmm. beautiful columnar plants that are evergreen by the front door. You want it to look good all year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that won't get too large. So, you know, there's uh, certain types of conical evergreens, mm-hmm. like Taxus baccata. There's many varieties in that family. Um, there are some conical evergreens mm-hmm. and some types of ilex, too. Okay. Like, for instance, the ilex family probably has 250 different varieties. But Is that I L E X in case I, somebody wants yes. to Google it while we're Ilex Crenata, <laughs> and you've got. Does it have a fam- like a regular name? Uh, Chinese holly. Chinese oh, holly. There you go. Yeah. Okay. 
Sounds much. Most listeners than, are uh, probably going to know that. They're, I don't. I'm not expecting all master gardeners to right, be listening. Right, 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 <laughs> right. We're, we have to brush up on our Latin, but it sounds yeah. a lot better than creeping father. So, or, <laughs> yeah, I'm all good with that. Yeah, or maybe I need to brush up on my Asian language skills. I, it's Japanese, Holly. Oh sure. Oh, but okay. the cultivar that you want to be looking for, because you can just look up Ilex, which is Holly family. Okay. Um, Sky Pencil and Sky Sentry. Okay. Always look good. Really work almost anywhere, and they give you a a formal but soft look. Oh, I'll have but to look those up. Okay. They can be used across the board for a traditional look, or we'll see them in more modern landscapes okay. where people want architecture right yeah a lot of people buying these new constructed homes i mean they all have those kinds of lines and sometimes the yes the builder is putting some of this stuff in sometimes they're not doing appropriate things. or they're not doing much or they're and, not doing and much. i exactly. have a lot of clients that they may even be in development mm-hmm. where the same plant palettes yeah. done throughout the whole thing. Yeah, a lot of times they're doing that on purpose in the fronts, but you get the back as an option, but they only lay sod and maybe a little bit of edging, you know, compost or something like that. And so these are important. As and these are people that want something that. different. Yeah. They get what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And they want something that looks different and suits their needs. Okay. Well, I know we're going to be wrapping up. So why don't you, once again, give us all the different ways that people can find you and take a look at your stuff and uh, learn more about landscape design, garden design. Best place to review some of my work is michaelmuro.com. And that's Michael, M-U-R-O.com. I also have a Facebook. Uh, Business uh, page? Yes. Okay. Which is is also michaelmuro.com. And then there's Twitter. Michael okay. S. Miro. Okay. So if someone wants to even engage in a quick conversation, they can do that. Oh, we want to thank I, I you for being on do. air. And thanks for listening to Open House with Team Reba. We'll be back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Join us then. Thanks for, think, thanks for listening in, everyone. <laughs> if you could spit it out. <laughs>